0: Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and has become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. That shit is Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon in the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga real quick, that cow bike. All you have to do, is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you don't. Now look at that jockey, homie. Fuck that. Black D. College. This is bullshit, this is man. <laughs> Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you! And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza, Yakuza Kick, Kick Radio. Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J Cat Morris, uh back at it. Um so a lot of things to get into tonight. Um one thing I want to get into right off the bat. I um, want to get this off my chest because, uh, yeah, I've been thinking about it, and I'm always been I've always been straight up with everybody, you know. Um, and I take my sobriety very seriously. Um, I've gotten a lot of you know comments and and responses from the stories I've told my sobriety on here. You know, some people have said I'm I'm an inspiration and things like that, and that you know that that means a lot to me. You know, that's, that's something that, you know, I never even intended to be, you know, the outcome. Um, so I always took that as a a further inspiration to myself, as well as just touching that, you know, people would be inspired by that type of thing. Um, now, as I've said many times in the past, when discussing the sobriety, I was always a weed guy. Now, when I quit that, it was a, it was about a year before I stopped drinking. And the thing about that is I get, I just got bored with it. it. I was getting tired. I was getting, you know, where it was just tedious. Like it just, it kind of weighed me down. It was expensive. And the, the hassle of getting it was always an issue and this and this. Um, so that was like, it wasn't like I quit it because it was a problem that I needed to stop. So that was never part of that. My issue, my problem my my uh, vice was alcohol when I quit alcohol i um I knew I couldn't go back to the weed because there was just no way to do that without making that my new crutch. you know I needed to reprogram myself um, so for five years straight, I was technically straight edge um but that was never ever my. That was never my goal. That was never like my ambition to be a straight edge and this and that. I never rolled with that. I never waved that flag. Even when it applied to me, it wasn't really my thing, you know. Um, So long story short, uh, you know, I've been now seven years sober from alcohol, straight up. But I'd say about five years in, I started to dabble with the THC again. So what happened was I became close friends with a girl at work who, um, she was doing a lot of the, um, the, what do you call it? Um, the vaping. Thing. And the more she talked about that, it was attractive to me because when I quit, that shit didn't exist. And if it did, it was very, very minute. Um, but when she talked about this, it was, you know, oh, you know, you're right out in public hit this fucking thing. Oh, you got this, you got banana flavor or strawberry, thing, yeah, I got, I got all these different flavors, this and that. You could have it on you. Know, no one's gonna know any different. This shit started to like perk my ears up, like, huh, really? And uh, so I tried a little bit of that. And after a little bit, it, you know, I don't know if it was a combination of just like the anxiety and the paranoia, but you know, you started to see all these reports on the news and shit about people having breathing problems, this and that. And I have some asthma, so at some point or another, I hit a wall with that shit, where it affected my breathing. So I said, oh, enough with that." Um, so you know, I, I toyed with this and this, and um, came to the conclusion that I really liked where I was at with it. Um, I continuously challenged myself throughout. I, um, you got to understand, like when it comes down. To this addiction thing, when it comes down to even delving into anything like this, as hard as I am on other people, I'm so much harder on myself. So this thing, I went into knowing that if it if it has some kind of grip on me, if this if this is some kind of end all for me, where this is my identity, this is my existence, then it can't it can't happen. So I would pull myself off of it. I, I you know okay not doing it today not, not doing it today you know and then and then it would be all right and again the vaping thing wasn't for me um just you know just long lies so um but then the biggest hurdle also became well like the legality of it doesn't work for me the I- illegality doesn't work for me because only issues i ever had with with weed was availability because when i was i mean i smoked every day for like 20 years you know what i mean and and uh, from like 15 to uh, you know at least 35 um so yeah i think that's about accurate so then um my availability was like a big issue Because if I couldn't get it Nothing else lived Nothing else happened You know what I mean? I was just shut down Like if I The, the day couldn't go on It wasn't like Well, I don't have it But no big deal Like no I, You couldn't deal with me You know what I mean? I wasn't I wasn't like someone You wanted to be around um, I didn't want to be around anything either There was no fun you could present to me Because if I didn't have that The day was over was, You know, there was nothing else to talk about So availability was a big issue the bigger issue was the, the illegality of it because you know the only arrests i've ever had in my life were that you know i, I got arrested in harlem i got arrested in lowbridge you know I, I caught some little fucking charges off of this you know and um a couple years of probation all that type of deal you know i, I fucking sat in a, a central booking for fucking 24 hours in new york you know what i mean like Almost got sent to Rikers over this shit. You know, this was this was the type of shit that I got myself involved in based on that. just Just my habit. So when I found the right lane and the right balance for this in my life recently, I came to the conclusion that the only way this was going to exist for me is if I eliminated those issues. So I did. I got my medical card and, uh, I'm all set now. And you know, it's to me, I I couldn't be happier with it. Um, there's something very, very attractive about after all of these years, suddenly being legal on this, this thing, um, to me, it'll never be my identity. My identity is everything that I presented to you guys. I'm, you know, I take care of animals. I love my family. Um, that, that's what I do, you know what I mean? And you know, you'll see the physicality that I put out, you'll see, um, you know, all my different hobbies and everything that these are all real things that will always exist. Um, but I found, you know, this, this has created like another avenue for me because, um, you know, I could get home from a whole eight hours of work all day, partake in some of this and next thing you know, I got another gear. I could be ripping the backyard apart, putting it back together. I could be, you know, cleaning out my chicken pen. I could be um, vacuuming the fish tanks. I could be, you know, rearranging a room. I could do shit that I didn't have that extra gear for in the past. So it's really provided me with um, just just a, a lot of substance, you know what I mean? it's It's not just like a dead end. It's not something that puts me in a place where, like, it's holding me back at all i've seen nothing but progress based off of the way that i'm using it and again it's not even the same world as what i used to do i used to want to be fucked up all the time and that's this is not even what i'm going for anymore and um so it's it's just a different lane i'm very happy with it i'm very comfortable with it and um i just wanted to be like very transparent and honest with everybody because i always have been and now like you know, this is something I'm enjoying, and I don't want to be like, you know, feel like I misled anybody or anything like that because that's, that was never my intention. That was never my, my goal to be like, oh, I'm, I'm straight edge and I'm this and that. That, that was never my lane to begin with. And that I never weighed that flag. But, um, and, and I'll never drink again. That's, that's, that's still a thing. That's something I'll always maintain. That was where my, my problem lied and, and I defeated it. And, um, ain't shit changed. So, but yeah, I just, I just want to put it out there because again, it's something I'm enjoying and it's something that, um, you know, I just, just wanted to be transparent about, um, on that note, um, the fucking, the legal side of this thing is just amazing. Just absolutely fucking amazing. I have, I think 10 different types at the moment, which is like, <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, that's another world, man. That's some shit that I never even thought I would be able to say in the past. Um, I, it, it, it's just fucking crazy. When I get done with this, Golden Goat's the one of the night. Yeah, I mean that's that'll be tonight's strain. But uh, yeah, man, like it, it works for me. And uh, so that's that. Let, let's get into some other stuff. Um, any any follow up questions anybody has any about that? Feel free, you know, open book. I'll I'll tell you whatever. Um, uh, Tremont making his rounds, doing his last, uh, little, little runs there. Um, yeah, I mean, seems like it's going well. I don't know. Uh, I don't really watch a ton of this shit anymore. So I don't know. Um, Tony Deppin gets COVID. Um, from what I saw, his, uh, Shaheen hit me up with these topics, by the way. Um, from what I saw, his wife got COVID, uh, got a positive test. I don't know if he's actually tested positive, but I'd imagine that's where it came from. This is just off of my own guess. Um, but, you know, again, this is, to me, the result of, you know, wrestling during a pandemic. This shit, you know, I can't imagine the amount of money it is worth it. It just comes that back to that crazy little, oh, it's for the love of it and this and that and and you know there's people in the nfl and sure those guys are making a shitload more money and they can afford to just fall back but again i don't think the amount of money that's being made on the indies is worth holding up you know the health of your loved ones you know or or risking the health of your loved ones I, i don't think that's a real thing um not not on indie money you know um But, you know, there's guys in the NFL that completely opted out of the NFL season because they had a kid on the way. There's a handful of guys in the NFL that just decided, well, no, no, we're not playing this year because my wife's pregnant. I got this going on or, you know, my elderly father lives with me and I I can't have that. So to me, it's like you're, you're taking that risk going in. And I and I wish. His wife all the best. I hope she recovers quickly. I hope she doesn't have any complications with her pregnancy. I hope, you know, everything goes well for him. I'm a Tony Deppin fan. But this is that unfortunate shit that, that you risk, you know, when you when you, you know, you just go and wrestle, you know, and yeah, like they're doing a socially distant crowds or whatever, but it's still it's still a thing, you know, it's still putting a bunch of people on an area. And then you're face-to-face with another guy who, whatever he was exposed to, and whoever else he wrestled the week before and the week after. And these guys don't have fucking money for weekly COVID tests or anything. So they're just running around kind of, you know, banging without a rubber, more or less. You know, where the NFL, these motherfuckers are testing daily. The NBA, they're testing daily. They're testing over and over and over and over. They can't be doing this shit on the wrestling side of things. So they're just fucking just free balling and hoping that shit fucking works out. And so I just, uh, I, I just fucking wish them the best, you know, uh, as far as uh, guys that I like fucking Tony Depp and, and, and his, his family and everything. But I mean, somebody's motherfuckers could die of COVID, I don't give a shit. But, um, and, uh, but, you know, that that's what's to be happening when you have the collective, you know, this is this the big fucking gathering. Okay, well, collectively, you motherfuckers are putting yourself at risk. I mean, that's what that is. Um, I didn't see any clips of spring break, blood sport, any of that shit. So I I, I really can't even comment on any of it. Um, 50 Cent endorses Trump. Ice Cube endorses Trump. I don't even know what the fuck was on there. there. There's no way they're being serious about that shit. They had to have taken a payoff or something because I can't see any other logical reason. You know, I, I can't imagine, um, homicide and Tremont retire from ICW at ICW's horror story. Uh, did that happen or that's gonna happen? I guess, um, I don't really know what the deal is there with homicide doing retirement from ICW or I I, like, I don't think he's retiring. I think he's just stopping wrestling for a company. Right. So what I just, I so often just want the real fucking deal. Like, instead of like, well, I'm retiring from this company. Well, like, where's the fucking money at that allows you to not work for this company that's going to pay you? You know what I mean? There's got to be more to it. There's got to be like, I don't fuck with this dude anymore because of this and this. And, you know, now I'm just not working there anymore after this match. And I would just like to know that fucking story. As an adult, you know, I would just like to just know that. You know, like, oh, because it is not doing that. I don't know. It is what it is though. Um uh KTB wrestling at AEW Dark tonight. Yeah, I mean everybody seems to be getting a shot. The indies are definitely getting uh big opportunities through AEW mostly, you know, and then NXT is picking guys up too. So um you know uh Benny the Butcher's new album. It's a different. It's a different vibe, you know. It's a different. It's got a whole different uh set of beats and and um got a feels more like Locks beats, you know, the old Locks albums and shit. Um, it's good. I mean, I'm a Benny the Butcher fan for sure. Um, with Griselda, I've become more of a, a Benny the Butcher. I think he's my favorite of the crew and Conway. Um. For a while like And I blame West Side Gun for all of this shit But I just it wasn't Something about it wasn't grabbing me Something was throwing me off And I found out it was it was West Side Gun the whole time That was throwing me off He was the shit that was irritating me Every time that I found something I was like Ah something about this just isn't It was him Um So like Freddie Gibbs album jumped out at me I like that one Um uh, Boldy James, I mean these are all guys I never heard of until these albums came out and the Alchemist beats on there were just fucking crazy um, These beats feel different on this Benny the Butcher album, but again like he shows his versatility by doing this one I think this album could actually do more for his career than the other ones did just because it shows that versatility. This will grab like a whole nother chunk of of rap fans, you know, what I mean, I I, I think this will draw in other people who maybe weren't being caught by that hard, gritty, you know, street shit that they were throwing. And this is the same type of stuff they're talking about. It's just the different tempo on the beat grabs a different ear. You know, it's um so that that's what I think. But uh but yeah, I mean I like it. Um I, I think they're doing big shit. Westside Gun, I can't fucking stand him. Like, the shit he does on choruses where he like, already got it! I got it! I, I hate that shit. I hate that. Who the fuck is rocking to that shit? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. People obviously are, but, man, like, I can't stand his delivery, his voice, anything about, he's got the laziest fucking lyrics on the entire fucking crew. He's, like, doing these half singing, yelling choruses on every fucking thing. He won't stop going, boom, 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 boom. Like, shut up, man. Put one of those in your fucking mouth. Like, it's just, it's fucking crazy. This this crew is, to me, they have the potential to be like the new Wu-Tang. When you put together the amount of different lyricists they have in there and the beats that are coming out consistently, it's tough, man. It'll catch you off guard because if you really started looking into their, their recent cow, I don't even mean go like backpack. Go like three years, just go back to like 2017 and 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 pick everything up that you can off of them. You can grab it on you know Apple Music or whatever. But look, Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher, um, yeah, James, um, like the, these cats like this. Go pick those things up, and you'll you'll see you go through those mixtapes and shit, and and the little albums that they're putting out, and these are. Classic tracks These aren't just like yo that's a pretty good song Shit, You hear some of these beats And the way that the the track Is put together you go like Oh yeah I'll put this up against Some of those other favorite tracks from those 90s albums that were unstoppable These cats are In another class when when it comes to How they're putting music out right now And they're so Consistently hitting and then uh, Armani Caesar the chick that came out She seems fucking legit You know, um, caught a couple tracks on there that I liked a lot, and um, yeah, she seems just fucking legit. So, you know, I mean, they're really putting dope shit out. I think fucking West Side Gun is, is fucking garbage, and I think he ruins fucking tracks. So, I hope that like he goes on a long vacation, or um, you know, if they could like fire him from the group, I mean, some kind of shit. Um, Something something that has him somewhere else, you know what I mean? Maybe he could start a movie career and just be too busy to be rapping or or something, you know what I mean? Get a new hobby, find Jesus, he could go make gospel music with that singing shit. Um, I mean, something that gets him off that fucking label would be fantastic. But um, obviously it's unlikely to happen. But every time I see him on a track, I'm like, here we go with this shit. And and I, I can't fucking stand this guy, um, which uh, Gene asks how many bullets does Westside Gun carry on a daily basis? Uh, I mean I don't know like if we're going basically like bullets that he plans on lyrically displaying, then then it's it's unlimited. His ammo is unlimited, you know. But um, you know a lot of this shit it comes down to like people are either lying rap's always been crazy that way because you're either lying or snitching. You're either lying or telling. Yeah. You know I mean, if you're like, "Yo, I shoot people all the fucking time is like, well, then you're about to get caught. Cause I don't know why you're telling the people that shit, shit can go down based on you telling people that you just did that. If people were going missing in your neighborhood and you just came on the track talking about, I'm the reason why motherfuckers is missing. You might have a phone call or some shit to answer, knock on your door, you know, uh, Reds aren't gonna like that shit, I, you know. Or you're just bullshitting. Shit really happens in your neighborhood. Just you're not responsible for it. You know, it just sounds dope on the track, and yeah, you know, I get that too. But uh, yeah, I, some of these cats are crazy. Uh, he said, uh, he said a rapper made a PPE scam video song and then gets caught for unemployment fraud. Why do rappers snitch on themselves making videos detailing every move and crime they commit in 2020? Because again, like that's, that's been like the way that how much wild shit can you put out there? And then people call you out for being fake if if you ain't about that shit, you know, and and then people just start dropping real fucking crimes. and, And now the way technology is, I think you're more likely to get caught for the shit now than you would be then. Yeah, you know I mean, because before it was just it was music. It was in a song. No one was really, you know, combing songs and going, "Oh, did you really? You know, did you shoot the sheriff? Did you indeed? You know, like, you know, that I don't think it was as uh, investigated that way. But now, you know, I, I think that's uh, it's kind of a bad move if you're gonna start dropping legitimate facts and details and videos and shit like this on on your crimes because it's bound to come back around. Uh, Sean Scoville Which is a fat hot tub guy Did commentary for GCW And you could barely understand a word Since he was gargling his spit through the whole time Uh, Thoughts on current State of uh, indie commentary How the fuck are these dudes getting picked It's it's garbage And um, it's been bad for a while But it's gotten worse and worse Uh, GCW definitely Were the leaders in Allowing complete garbage on their commentary allowing people to get just hammered on their commentary and then like just kind of writing that off as like oh it's just part of the fun and this and that well it's really disrespectful to all the legendary commentators that have been doing this shit over the years because there was obviously a reason for it there was obviously a, a, um an art to selling the product that, that they were putting on there You know, and it's funny because you hear some wrestlers talking about this shit on on their uh, their shoot interviews or. And and then it doesn't it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop at all. What's funny is I think it was Necro who had an issue with the way that CM Punk was calling one of his matches or some shit like that because they were joking and. And you know, being comedic on IWA Mid-South matches. But if you listen to this guy on fucking uh, what is that? Dysfunctions company, ICWI, whatever the fuck. Um, they're talking about like fat chicks in the third row and how they bang them and shit like that. So like, you know, it, it's it's hypocrisy and nobody has any kind of fucking ability to really sell the product anymore. I mean, it's very few and far between if you're going to get a guy who comes on that commentary um, table or whatever you want to call it and legitimately takes that shit seriously as trying to sell the fucking product throughout. You know, even you go back to old CCW and you had Eric Gargiulo and John House. That shit is a lost art. I took that shit for granted at the time and I, I was like, oh, well, this guy's annoying or that guy's annoying. But they legitimately had roles. John House was the heel fucking commentary yeah, commentator, and he he like Bobby Heenan that shit, where he was trying to sell that the fucking the heels were justified in doing what they were doing, and like you're all fucking wrong, like that that was his fucking his stance. And Garjulo would you know he'd drop the facts about this guy wrestled this guy in, in mid south, and he has a history with this guy, and. He remembers three years ago when this guy wrestled this match and that match. Like, he was dropping facts about these guys. He was fucking um, helping build up the product. When you heard those guys talk, it sounded like that was the only wrestling that existed. And they were talking about that, like, this is the world that we're talking about. We're talking about fucking Justice Payne versus Adam Flash. And, like, this is the world champion. Not like, oh, but then there's John Cena inside joke can't see me like it it just wasn't it wasn't what it is now it's such like everyone's trying to be some kind of fucking trendy hipster it's just it's bullshit it's total bullshit now and at this point you might as well just mute the shit but then again like you like to hear people especially like the death matches like hear hearing people go through the fucking glass and and things like that but it It's become a complete joke and stuff like that, like the fat hot tub guy. I mean, come on, man. Look at this fucking loser. You know? I I just don't have respect for a lot of these fucking people. So, and you put guys like that on the commentary and shit or fucking Scotty Satire. He's a jerk off too and he takes it seriously and he still blows. Absolutely blows. Um... But, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's just my thought on that. Um, New Jersey versus deer. All right, so this is an article that was put up. Um, This is New Jersey 101.5. The title of this is New Jersey deer are a menace. We need to kill a lot more. So it says, uh, let me see if I want to read this whole thing. uh Says I know how cute deer look, especially when they're wandering their little around in little families. Um, I know that they evoke memories of Bambi and da, da da da. But here's the hard truth: it may be difficult to read. Deer are real pests. They're a real threat to the environment, and they're a real threat to human beings. Recently, it's become clear that most people will sacrifice the comfort, security, and rights of human beings in order to make the world more comfortable for animals. One example is passengers on airplanes who are forced to share crowded air cabins, uh, share crowded cabins with animals. Human needs are especially neglected in order to take care of the e- ecosystem. Look at the banning of plastic bags and plastic straws, for example. Those there are those who will try to save the environment at any cost to human beings and those who will fight for animals at any cost to human beings. All right, let me let me stop right here. You fucking cunt. Do you understand that us as human beings have eliminated fucking entire species? The endangered species list exists. Because we've pushed them out of the way. And fucking developed on on their land. Where they fucking live. To act like we shouldn't even worry about anything that's going on with them. Or we shouldn't try to protect that. that because you know humans come first. Fuck that mentality. Motherfuck that mentality. There are 330 million fucking people in the United States. They're about. 29 million deer in the united states but a consistent push on we need less of these fucking deer we can keep fucking and just keep building fucking knocking down woods building fucking uh condos and apartments and houses and we can continue to develop on the land that they lived in and then go you know these fucking deer are really getting in the way How fucking dare we as human beings? How dare we as a fucking species on this fucking planet have that audacity and that arrogance to just fucking go like, you know, these guys, they're really out of control. We need to cut that shit down. You know, look, I I, I have three kids. My neighbor has five fucking kids. You know, these are all going to turn to adults that will probably inhabit a, a house as adults you just go down the street and just count this many kids per house, this many kids per house, this many kids per house. And then, you know, just scroll down your fucking Facebook. This, this person is pregnant. This person just had a baby. This one. it. You look at how fucking rapidly we're populating this fucking, this planet alone, let alone the country. And, and then go like, Oh, we should make it where there's less animals in the way because you know, Oh, and when we get on our airplane, God forbid, it's so crowded with animals. Really is, is is it really crowded with animals? And and when we dump insane amounts of plastic into the fucking ocean to the point where like the Great Barrier Reef's almost not a thing anymore. The fucking rainforest is fucking burning down. Like that shit provides oxygen for the fucking planet. That that keeps us alive. You, you know what I mean? But these fucking assholes are so self-centered that they don't even see the big picture of things. They think the only thing that matters is us. And if the animals need to die, just for me, that's fine. And that's not fine. It's not a right. We're supposed to coexist with these animals. These animals, you know, a lot of them date back to, you know, when, when humans came onto this planet, you know, and, and there's so much beauty on this planet. And that comes from nature not from our fucking overdeveloped cities and the places where we're cramming person on top of person on top of person. So, uh, then it says, uh, there are those who worship animals. There are those who worship the ecosystem. But what if those two things were at war with each other? What if you had to choose between the environment and animals? What would you do? According to an article in realscience.com, people who love the animals and environment just as much as you do, wildlife managers, ecologists, know the cruel truth that deer at their current populations are a grave threat to ecosystems all over the United States. That's retarded because, again, we're cutting down the amount of land that they get to live on and then calling them the problem for it we're taking all of their houses you know like imagine just like while your neighbor's at work tomorrow just go move a bunch of your shit into their house break in you know rearrange everything put some shit up on ebay do whatever you gotta do and then when they get home just fucking kill them because they're they're clearly in your way now i mean you you have this new space and like they're here talking this blah blah blah. This is my house. What are you doing on my couch? And you just go like, well, you gotta go because you're irritating me in my new space that I've I've decided to take. You know what I mean? Like this is this is mine now, and you just keep with this blah blah blah. It's my father's house, and I you know I grew up in this house. And who the fuck do you think you are? Ah, it's just it's just too much bullshit. We need to do away with that fucking person. You know what I mean it's just too much. Um, Not only that, but these groups support and encourage limiting the spread of deer. Sorry, kids, that means hunting. Deer devour endangered wildflowers. Now they give a fuck about wildflowers, right? Uh, Destroy tree saplings. Eat bushes and seeds as well as defoliate trees. So wait a minute. Um, Because I live in, like, where I live is, like, the Pine Barrens slash the shore area. So, like,
1: I'm more around
0: barrens but you know i go 10 minutes in one direction i'm at the bay i'm 10 minutes in the other direction i'm in the woods so it's yeah i'm kind of both but anyway um the deer are pretty heavy heavily populated around here and i don't see like decimated woods because of the the deer a lot of that actually promotes more growth like i don't know if you guys pay attention and yeah shit but like if you cut those saplings off, they grow back stronger a lot of the times, you know? Like if if you plant like a patch of mint in your yard and you wait for that shit to grow up and then you just run it over with your fucking lawnmower, when it comes back, it's coming back fucking double. Like that shit really takes off. But like it's it's just really fucking crazy this pitch that like they're they're destroying everything. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Not only that, but, um, oh yeah, no, so that's what I read already. Oh, so so basically, though, this hunting, everything's got to be hunting and killing and hunting and killing. I'll tell you another thing based on experience. Animal control, um, they've attempted to control cat populations, feral cat populations, by just rounding up and euthanizing them. Many places have wild yards, uh, things of that nature. We have a wild yard where I work. And for years, it would just be they picked up these feral cats, the people who wanted them gone. They weren't willing to continue to feed them. They didn't want to fix them and put them back. They just wanted them gone. So those cats would go into our wild yard area. If they weren't able to be tamed within seven days, they were euthanized. And that was it. But the problem is, is you never got them all. And the ACOs would continue to go back to the same addresses, the same streets every year. And and 15 cats, 10, 15 cats off of that same street would die every year. Well, that clearly wasn't a solution because it continued to go on year after year. It never solved the problem where the ACO, the ACO didn't have to return to that location. It became one of the regular stops that they had to go through throughout the year, every year. Well... Ever since um, my friend Maria, best ACO I've ever met, um, became our ACO, she took personal responsibility, which is not required by ACOs. The ACOs are pretty much required to go get the animal and bring them back, and that's it. And that's what a lot of a lot of them would do. So it takes a personal responsibility that you take upon yourself. And it takes a whole lot more actual work to do it this way. But Maria went out of her way to solve these problems. She went into an area that, okay, there's cats all over this street. She made sure she trapped and fixed every single cat on that street. She'll tell you, there's a mom, there's a tortie kitten, a black and white, and a brown tiger. I got the mom, the black and white, and the brown tiger, and I'm just trying to catch that tortie. And I got, I got a, a trap down the here and I got a trap down there. Uh, the woman's watching the one trap. Uh, I'm going to stop by. She works a second job. So after she got off her second job at midnight, she swung by there, checked the traps. She caught the cat. She, she'll she text me sometimes at two in the morning. I got the, I got the last baby hyped because she knows like that, that situation on that street is solved. Takes a cat nine weeks for pregnancy to to come to term that's it nine weeks and then a couple months into that cat's life it can it can also be pregnant all the females so a mom gives birth to five kittens within six months those kittens could get pregnant you know what i mean so you start doing the math on the numbers of this if you're not correcting the problem and you're just band-aiding and you're killing and this is what deer is. It's just it's a feeder system for these stupid rednecks with guns and their fucking Budweisers to run out there in fucking woods every every year. If it was going to be done systematically, if there was going to be an actual solution for this, the same way that Maria would go and she'd find out how much of this and this, and she'd get these animals fixed. She talked to a lot of people and had them agree to TNR to fix and release. So now you get into these areas densely populated with deer and you go out there and you fucking sterilize a good amount of them those ones can't recreate now you check your numbers year in year out and you figure out how many you need to sterilize per year to control the population or you do it the lazy way and just send a bunch of fat rednecks out there in the fucking woods with guns you know that's that's the route we've chose and then when when you know we overpopulate and we fucking build more on their woods and we rip down more woods and then someone gets fucking killed hitting a deer on the road. We go clearly too many deer, you know, we're not taking responsibility for our actions at all. We're just considering anything that gets in our way, something that needs to go rather than something, a problem that we created. And instead of compassionately trying to control the problem, control, control the issue, tackle that shit head on we're just going to be fucking barbarians and we're just going to try to kill everything that's now in our way that we've created it to be in our way. You know, that's, it's just a disgusting fucking mindset. You know, um, it says, uh, animal advocacy caused the culling of deer populations to decrease significantly over the past 20 years. Hunting is also restricted and regulated now. That's why you see more deer now places where they shouldn't be ever before. So really has nothing to do with fucking, um, building has nothing to do with development because my town used to be fucking covered in fucking woodland. There's a good amount of the highlands where my, um, my job is that's all protected. So if they could build on it, they would fucking build on it, but they can't cause it's protected land, you know? Um, but there are so many patches of woods that used to be huge. I used to walk through trails on the way home from school. There's fucking houses and stores and all sorts of shit where that woods used to exist. So we're saying that the limiting of hunting is the reason for the more deer where they shouldn't be, not the fucking roads and the the buildings where for deer's life for, for the, for the, for the wildlife out there These roads aren't really supposed to be These buildings aren't really supposed to be How many times do I have to fucking watch A building go fucking uh, Woods get ripped down Building goes up Business starts up Lasts for fucking two years Belly up Empty fucking building Vacant Nobody fucking in it for sale, for lease, for all of that shit, signs on it for a fucking year. It's just a vacant fucking building. While across town, they're knocking down more land for another fucking new building. Uh, that shit happens constantly fucking everywhere. We're not reusing the same spaces. It's it just like, let's clear more land because the, we need a new fucking ice cream shop over here. Clear that fucking land. Ice cream shop lands fucking last a year, two years. Gone okay, now maybe something else moves in there, Some something doesn't move in there, but there's still somewhere else on the other side. of oh, This lot's owned by somebody. They're going to clear that land. And, and it's just, it's a never-ending thing, but nobody fucking thinks about the wildlife that lived on that land before it was developed on. We just think about, oh, well, I can't believe there's a raccoon in the fucking... That used to be his living room, asshole. Now it's a fucking... You know, now it's another fucking pizzeria. Now, because we got 12 fucking pizzerias in town, you know, well is there a raccoon in my because that used to be his fucking house. You jerk off. So uh yeah, it's just it's just fucking pig behavior out of these motherfuckers and like I I've just had it. I, I'm pro animal. I you know, I, I see the fucking amazing resilience, um, the, the trust the the ability to overcome injuries and um just to, to, to so many different things that animals bring to the table that we can learn from. And I see such a such a larger amount of substance in animals than I do in people. Because people are selfish fucking assholes that do what the fuck pleases them and they do it at the expense of other people, at the expense of animals. At, it just, it's just something I can't really respect. So when you see the amount of animals that have gone extinct or gone endangered, because people have just decided, ah, you know, I'd rather kill every one of these things and sell their fucking fur for something. Ah, you know, th- these ones are just in the way of what we're developing here. So we're just going to kill off those. Now those don't exist anymore and little by little we just continue to make it more people animals more people less animals and and for some reason there are people out there that don't see a problem with that plan and i'm always gonna have a fucking problem with that plan so uh sozia's wife chimed in on my thing um and uh she she was saying that uh you know the deer uh is good point uh it's called deer culling. I know, you know, culling is another word for killing. And I know, I don't even know why they do that. Cause I'm, I'm on a lot of chicken groups and, um, that's what they, oh, I had to cull my hen today. And I'm like, what the fuck? when I first started taking care of, uh, birds, you start seeing that shit thrown around all the time. Oh, uh, dude, my, uh, I'm going to cull my, this, I'm going to cull my, what the fuck is that? Oh yeah. You're killing them. Cool. That's great. Um, yeah, it's, it's just like this weird, just off from kill. It's like cull, but I don't know where that term even came about. But anyway. Um, so I, I just said uh, it's insanely stupid. There's about 330 million people in this country, but we keep obsessing over the the amount of deer. There are only about 29 million of them. We're the problem. And that's how I feel. And then she says, uh, yeah, with the disease spreading within their population that threats human families that use meat for food as well as lowering a population could lower risk of fatal crashes, which also happens a lot where I live. Well, first off, it's crazy that you say the spreading of disease within the population threats human families. I'm pretty sure we're doing quite a bit of that ourselves. The spreading of disease threatening human families Pretty sure we're dealing with a good helping of that right now, all by our fucking selves. But yeah, by all means, let's go like, hey, the redneck to kill the deer. That deer might have had something. Now the family go fuck that family. I don't give a fuck about that family. It, people aren't. This isn't fucking medieval times. People aren't living off of fucking things they kill in the woods. That's that's not really widespread. That's not. And especially we're, we're also specifically talking about New Jersey. People in New Jersey aren't living off of things they kill in the woods. All right? So let's let's cut that stupid shit out. And, you know, again, th- this, this belief that like, oh, if people die on the road hitting a fucking... Okay, so then yeah, they also run into trees a lot. If there were less trees, they would just keep driving off into the distance and never run into anything. So maybe we should remove all the trees. Um, I mean... Let's not, you know, remove alcohol from society because so many that, because that's comfortable, That that's fun stuff, you know what I mean? So we can't limit the amount of alcohol because that's too much fun. But animals, you know, we don't really, eh, you know, we can limit those, so there's less of those to run into, but, you know. It, you know, no one's talking about, hey, let's limit the amount of cars per household. You know, I don't care how many fucking family members you got. You can only have this many vehicles, so that way there's less cars on the road, less accidents, less fatalities, less this and that. Again, inconvenience for people, no fucking dice. We should kill more animals to convenience people? Oh, all day. Thinning the human herd? No fucking way. Thinning the, the animal herd? Oh, fucking, I'm down. And I'm just fucking, I'm sick of that shit. They killed a couple hundred fucking bears in New Jersey this year. And hopefully it's the last bear hunt because they've decided that bears are in the way now. I I haven't seen a fucking, like, a wild bear walking around in New Jersey and shit. There's some mountainous areas in Jersey and they exist for sure. We send these motherfuckers out there to seek and kill these fucking bears and great. I mean, now, what's the chances of uh, the bear population surviving year after year just decimating these fucking bears um trump also changed some things in laws that allows people to shoot bears while they're fucking hibernating and sleeping just fucking pop up in their dens and just blow their fucking heads off you know it, this this is just disgusting things that the humans are doing and continue to justify it and go yeah but it could hurt people if we don't do it fuck fuck people you know what i mean like the it, it, there's either going to be a compromise between protecting everything you know and protecting ourselves or i i'm team animal all day long it, it's it's not where like humans come first so if a lot of fucking animals need to die for us then so be it like no no i'm not dealing with that you know um obviously Many animals die, you know, within, um, the food, um, the meat producing industry, but the, I mean, this isn't necessarily justifying that, but those animals specifically are being raised for that. So less of those animals would even be produced to begin with if it wasn't for the production of, you know, them for that purpose. So. Again, it's not really justifying that, but just to cut off a possible rebuttal of, oh, well, what about hamburgers? That's not the same thing as taking you know, the animals from the wild and considering them expendable for the better of our travel to work or wherever the fuck we're going. It doesn't really matter half the time. You know, what I mean, anything that involves our leisure, our comfort, uh, you know, that seems to be fair game. But animals, ah, you got a small window before I'm tired of your shit animal, you know, and, and I just don't respect that. These people, especially the way that that person put that shit, we need to kill more deer right away. Like, you not fuck yourself. Um, uh, Shane said he, he caught his neighbor's cat eating a praying mantis today and killing multiple insects and eating. What the fuck is that? Is he hungry? I mean, maybe, but I mean, cats are really good hunters. You know, some of them are, are really equipped for that hunting shit and they do it for fun. Um, some, some cats will just kill bugs for fun. Like they're toys, like they're moving toys. Um, again, I don't believe cats belong outside. Um, they're domesticated animals and we've created them to be, uh, kind of either way. Like they will go the way of a wild animal. They will go the way of a domestic animal. And people kind of allow them to live in limbo between one and the other, where they have that hunting instinct and all that stuff. But they're not really safe from, you know, upper level predators. Uh, I saw this giant coyote at my work um, about two weeks ago, week and a half, two weeks ago. This fucking guy was like the size of a German shepherd. And I mean, that's, you know, that thing will take many, and many cats out. It will take, you know, a lot of animals out. And, you know, for people to continue to think it's just safe to let your cat out and, you know, they have to rely on instinct. A lot of these cats are really sweet and they're out there. And next thing you know, they have to rely on their instinct and out of necessity, you know, they're forced to find those survival traits within themselves to to even not get picked off by something out there, which is really unfair and something they shouldn't have to do as a domesticated animal. You know, people, for the most part, don't just let their dog out the front door and then drive off to work and say, well, you know, good luck with your travels today, dog. You know? And then, you know, call a shelter and be like, the dog never leaves the yard. It's fucking gone. Someone must have stole it. Because that's what they do with cats. They just let them out. And then when they can't find them, they go like, oh, someone must have stole Because what else can happen with a free-range cat? Like, you're fucking stupid. Um. So, yeah, it's... uh. And, and you know, that that's one of those things that could be controlled, too. You know, if there was a more serious approach to cats being kept inside, not bred, you know, so openly the way that they are, some kind of mandate on, on fixing your animals, um, we can control this problem. You know, those type of things hurt wildlife. Is, is allowing that to happen and allowing these cats to be out there in situations where they're getting injured and they're getting killed and it's it's, it's very unnecessary. Um. So Gage gets his stuff taken in Kentucky, according to him, or Tennessee, or wherever the fuck he said. This dude is out of his fucking mind. First off, I don't believe him. Um, Not at all. Um, so let me get this right. You're, you're gang gang. You're, uh, you know, repping prison, repping this and this. You don't know how to get a motherfucker to watch your shit. You don't know how to keep your shit in a safe place. You don't know how to gauge, no pun intended, gauge the room and figure out who, who's somebody to watch for. You got nobody to watch your back, watch your shit, nothing. Like, you just... You just leave your shit all over the place and people just randomly take your stuff. Yeah. Okay. So supposedly they took his wallet and, uh, well, he, he made a video after he came back, which I am 100% going to get fucking clip once, once I'm able to get back on blog talk, I still have to send out my computer. I haven't done that yet. But, um, once I get back on blog talk, I got sound drops for days in that fucking clip. Uh, he deleted it because it was so bad, but uh, not before I got it. And um, he says uh, they took my they took my cards, they took all my money, they took my passport, they took my M D K hat. And it's like, wait a minute. As soon as you start bringing up an M D K hat, I don't believe you anymore, bro, because that's not a fucking important thing. That's something that's like fucking pretty highly produced within like you know you guys are selling that merch that that had thing cost you shit so when you bring that up to me you're trying to draw money out of these motherfuckers pockets and i'm sure you did i'm sure you did pretty well with that little fucking scam but um he came back and he's cutting this fucking this this instagram promo about <laughs> the, the fucking uh the screen is just about grayed out and he's like uh can't see my face because i broke my fucking phone because i was looking for my shit and then he, he goes i tried to get on the plane and tsa wouldn't let me on the plane and i told him that i'm in an empty gay gang and like legitimately said gay but um what's funnier is like this dude is trying to tell people that they wouldn't let him on the plane, so he explained to them that he's in a gang, and then they looked at him like he was a criminal, which he doesn't understand. Um he he said he showed them his Wikipedia his Wikipedia page. Like, I don't know what the fuck that has to do with identification, but they're working on identification, not like whether you're a real person or not. Like you I don't think any of that's legit. I think it's all complete bullshit. Um and, uh, yeah, I mean, some, something some bad's going to come out of this shit because this dude is fucked up. Um He's starting to do that weird fucking corpse shit, you know, where he's finding his little lies and, and ways to fucking make money off of fans while he's not wrestling. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't buy a fucking thing he's doing. I think he's a drug addicted fucking clown. He's a shell of his former self. He's nothing like he used to be. Uh, wrestling-wise, promo-wise, presentation, fucking anything. He might have been addicted to drugs before, obviously, when he robbed a fucking bank in broad daylight, which is another wild-ass thing. It's like, This is a dude who his gimmick was walking to the ring with a bandana on his face, and he walked into a bank in broad daylight with no fucking mask, no anything. And then at the end of this fucking clip, he goes, it's ski mask all fucking day. Stop fucking copy and pasting Rap songs into your fucking life You're not about that shit at all You know what I mean You're not about that shit When rappers are talking about Selling shit to fiends They're talking about selling shit to you That's the only part of the rap song You belong in You you work fucking uh, I'm the fucking god of this shit The god of what? Working death matches for fucking Brett Lauderdale Get over that shit, man. This shit is this shit is such an amateur fucking bullshit B movie fucking life. This this is a small little niche audience, and this is this is your god of that shit. That's not something to be fucking too proud of. Like you should calm the fuck down. You know, why don't you be the god of a fucking job? You know like an actual job What does 55 year old Nick Gage look like This dude is like I'll do this shit Until I fucking die Nothing's gonna stop me from fucking Doing this shit Well you hurt your fucking calf And that stopped you from doing this shit So I don't think It's gonna take death. personally That shit sounds all cool and tough And everything but you're currently not wrestling Because of an injury so I'm pretty sure death isn't going to be what takes you out of the game. I'm pretty sure you're going to do some stupid shit until you can't fucking walk or or you can't something. And, and then that'll be the end of that. And then you'll be on commentary saying dumb shit like the rest of the commentators. And I can't imagine that sustaining life and definitely not an addiction. So it's going to be a bad end like so many other fucking guys, but... People continue to facilitate it and treat it like it's just, oh, yeah, that's the guy. That's the man. The fucking man my ass. There is no fucking, there is no, nothing to be achieved there. If anyone looks up to Nick Gage doing what he's doing in life right now, they should fucking really go back to the drawing board and think about that shit again. Because it's, it's fucking ridiculous. It's really bad. But that video is fucking hilarious. If anyone hasn't seen it, let me know. I'll fucking send it to you. I post it on Facebook. But uh, yeah, uh, it's it's funny shit. MD gay all fucking day. Um, uh, Peter Be Beautiful. I meant to mention this on last week's show. Um, a sucker Punch is a 17-year-old um, autistic fan. And kissed some other dude on the mouth during the pandemic because he wanted to heal reaction this guy's been a piece of shit for years if anyone doesn't know who this is if you look up peter B beautiful versus ian rotten i think it was maw show way back by like 2001 2002 and ian just fucking just destroyed this dude just like just started shooting on him and just just beat the shit out of him um but this guy's actual i mean he's just absolute garbage he's always been garbage but, like, this shit here, like, they did this spot where uh, the fan holds the guy back or, or the wrestler holds the guy back and the fan chops him or some shit. I think that's that was the gimmick he did. And uh, the kid was autistic and shit. He, you know, he looked like he was just happy to be involved. You know what I mean? There's, like, nobody at this fucking show. And, and he fucking turned around and fucking hits the kid. He's telling people it was a work punch, this and that. I. I it doesn't fucking matter you can't even you can't work punch someone who's not a fucking worker you know what i mean it, this guy's he's just a fan of the show he's just happy to be involved so so for you to hit him in any way shape or form that shit doesn't work you're a scumbag who are you getting over with the other 25 people in that fucking crowd you fat slob piece of shit you and then then you go and you, you want to fucking kiss a guy for a fucking heel reaction. That's cheap bullshit heat. That's that's absolute garbage. Again, don't be fucking proud of yourself. You're trash. You can't get over with your actual ring work. So you do just cheap shit like that. You know what I mean? Like I wish that fucking dude would have fucking pressed charges. Yeah, I mean, some fucking like sexual harassment or some shit like that. Cause you can't just go and kiss people on the mouth unfucking warranted. Yeah, I mean like unsolicited just fucking do that shit because you're a wrestler that you know buying a ticket doesn't sign you off on like do whatever the fuck you want to the fans like they're your bitches tonight. Like that that's not what this is and it's uh, it's just fucking ridiculous the way that these wrestlers act and this self-entitled bullshit um, and not not everybody's like this guy, but there's a lot of them and it's just. Shit like this needs to be weeded the fuck out. This guy should have been out of the business a long time ago because he's garbage. Absolute garbage. Who the fuck's looking for him? Um, speaking of garbage, um, Logan Stunt. This little fucking, you're not tall enough to ride this ride-ass motherfucker. This little, I can't, I, I don't want to grow up, on my Toys R Us kid-looking motherfucker. This little training wheels on the bike-having motherfucker. So they're at the collective and shit, and there's a the woman that I guess makes gear, and this dude goes out there with his little fucking grabby little little man hands and fucking, and, and he's trying to like grab this this chick's tits and trying to pull her tits out and trying to like like this is what this little this little dirtbag is doing, and then he sent her a whole apology the next day probably because he realized the shit was about to be ended. And, and oh, I thought you were into me. I thought that was shut the fuck up. See, this this is what I mean. Like this this little bullshit secret society that everybody gets to do their own fucking thing. And oh, I just act however I want. Like grow the fuck up. There's too much that happens within this realm of shit that isn't even fucking okay. Isn't even remotely okay in society. But it's wrestling, man. And I'm a star. You ain't a fucking star. You're a midget with a fucking buzz. Your brother's got a bigger buzz. So you got half a buzz. And now everybody's fucking involved. It's fucking ridiculous. You know, so. So when this whole speaking out shit comes out. When it's actively happening. Instead of digging up shit that happened three years ago. And demanding they never work again. Make sure you pursue this right here. Pursue this right here. Because this shit happened like right there. So when he's on a show next fucking weekend. Maybe, you know. Pump up and say some shit about this. It's fucking crazy, little fucking half pint brawler ass motherfucker. It's fucking crazy. Um, what else? Uh, I guess Val Venus is talking about his shit on Biden and all this, and I don't. He's a retard too. Like there's something wrong with that dude. Um, I don't know what the fuck went on with this dude. At, at some point, he just, just went off the fucking rails. I think what it comes down to is there was a lot of these people that were just complete ass- assholes their whole fucking life. And social media allowed you to actually see it. Where before, you just didn't know. You know, you, you saw the character they put out on TV. Unless they got you know, an okay to say what they felt, you'd never know about it. So I think that's what it comes down to. Is there were so many assholes for all these years but now suddenly we know about it so um think that's about everything um shout out to uh, Jeremy over there got you five stars doing his thing um check out Eric at the the Eagles are uh, hopefully going to fucking cover against the fucking Giants podcast the Eagles are without a fucking receiver that you've heard of podcast. Uh, the Eagles, uh, Carson Wentz is going to get killed this year. Podcast. It, it's, uh, it's only a matter of time, but check Eric out. Um, check out false count radio, with Andrew Carlock, check out wrestling suit with Joe numbers. Uh, check out, uh, Struggling with Sozio. Check out everything Shaheen's doing. Nuclear heat graphics. And uh whatever other podcast type of stuff he's getting into. Just look them up. And uh let me see. What else? What else? What else? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't I think I covered everything I was gonna cover. Um, you know, everything else is going pretty well. I got my um My chicken pen finally has a roof on it, which is fantastic. Um, I'm almost completely done with the painting, so that shit's all ninered out. If you want to go on my page, you can see the update I posted the other day, Um, you know, with the red and gold fucking paint up in there. uh, It's looking nice. I got the pen wrapped, winterized, ready for the winter, so it'll be nice and warm in there for them. Um, Building, like, another indoor coop within the coop, um, so that'll be dope when that's getting done, uh, hopefully within the next weeks or so because we're running out of time before winter um trying to get the yard together trying to get everything kind of just like prepared for the winter because it's right around the fucking corner um i got some other big shit going on around the house hopefully within the next couple weeks i'll i'll delve further into that and i uh, give you a whole rundown on on all the things there um trying to think of what else there is i think i covered everything i was going to cover. Um, feel like i'm missing something but i just don't know what congrats to the lakers winning the fucking title i think that's great uh you know there'll be some kind of asterisk or whatever but there really shouldn't be because everybody had to deal with the same shit there was no edge for the lakers over anybody else that you know it was what it was um my niners back you know looking way better the big difference in that um emmanuel mosley number fucking one difference um we had a guy on the fucking, off the practice squad who was filling in for our injured cornerbacks. Mosley was on concussion protocol. Jason Barrett has quietly become one of the top defensive players in the league. This fucking guy, his numbers, look at his shit. His shit is crazy, which is a startling stat when you look at what his shutdown numbers are and knowing that we got torched the way we did against the Eagles. We got torched the way we did against the fucking Dolphins. So when we got torched that way, that means that they avoided this fucking guy's side of the field and just smoked the other fucking cornerback all fucking game. Smoked them. So now with Emmanuel Mosley back, you got a, another viable cornerback, and now you got Verrett holding down his side of the field, and they got to figure out where to actually go because it's not just an easy decision on Blaze, this guy that was on the practice squad. You know what I mean? So that was the big difference. Jimmy looked a lot better. But again, we were able to run the offense that we run when the defense didn't allow 14 points before we got rolling. So the big, big difference, I think, is Emmanuel Mosley being back in the game. Because, I mean, we are still missing a lot of pieces. But with Mosley back in the game, it slowed the whole game down to allow us to play our offensive game. Uh, We got all three of the Yak bros and uh, Ayuk. Um, Debo Samuel and George Kittle All into the end zone uh, Jimmy had a great fucking game And I'm really looking forward to this New England game on Sunday Because I think it's going to be a tight one I think we should definitely be able to battle with New England If we're able to play like we did last week And um, Yeah, I'm excited I, I think uh, we're going to be back to being contenders And hopefully as the year goes on We continue to get some guys back I think Moster's going on IR ankle sprain which is a big fucking loss for us um but you know we're running back by committee so um jet mckinnon uh hasty coming in uh he's a rookie and he's he's playing pretty fucking good so i'm hoping that uh that creates some some opportunities for him to really step up and make a star out of himself and then by the time moster comes back you know late season type deal I mean, we'll be ready for war by then. I have Sherman back. I have a lot going on. Uh, a lot of these guys that are going to come back. I'm hoping we get a handful of games out of D Ford because that dude is so critically, fucking consistently injured that, you know, a lot of our pass rush, our edge rushers are gone. Nick Bose is out for the year. And then D Ford's on IR. And it's like his neck is back, his fucking shoulders, his ankle is, you know, fucking everything hurts this guy. So as far as I'm concerned, he was a bust when he's on the field. He's an absolute beast, but he's off more than he's on. So I, I got to consider that, a guys, we got to move on from next year, 100%. We got to get a good edge rusher on that on that side, and I think that opens our entire defensive lineup. But, you know, that's football. Um, I want to parlay this week. Happy about that. And, uh, you know, what can I tell you? I got another one rolling right into next week. I won the uh, Arizona Monday night game, and uh, then I got the Eagles covering six on on uh, Thursday. It's going to be tough without Zach Ertz. But in the same token, it is the Giants. Uh, the Giants capitalize on some bullshit on the, with the Redskins. Hopefully, that'll be a little bit different. Um, I don't know. We'll see. And then uh, bug eyes. I got on Sunday Packers because bug well, eyes got blazed and I don't think he does that in back-to-back games. I think Rogers goes out there and bombs the fucking ball. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a whole different ball game. So, so yeah, I think that's about all I got. And, uh, fucking me up with questions, topics, whatever you want to throw down. And, uh, Oh, uh, Brian wanted to know how it is to, uh, raise three girls during this time. Well, I mean, here's what it is. I mean, it's just, I think family's important. Family's very important. And if you're able to continue to keep a stable family structure, a loving household, um, the decisions they'll make in life and the the roads they'll take going forward, I think, will have a little bit more respect behind them. um, More so than, you know, a broken household or a family that's not loving or or together. So there's really only so much you could do because you can get in your head about things and you could try to you know train soldiers and and send them out there as cold heartless fucking killers because that's what this world looks like it it, it demands or you could really just try to raise good people and you know, and and just hope for the best i mean what more can you do you can obsess over things this world is scary you look around you and you just see the type of things that happen on a daily basis, whether it be, you know, crimes or politics, which kind of one of the same. But uh you know, and the natural disasters that are just destroying so many things from the hurricanes to the fires to the this to that I mean it, it seems like things are really at a, a critical point on so many levels. And um you know and, and uh now you had the pandemic to the thing. And and like I said towards the beginning of this, you have to find a, a place for your sanity. You have to find uh, a place where you can still come together. I've, you know, dealt with some things that I I couldn't do during this pandemic and some things you miss out on. But I've also stepped some things up. I've I've, you know, the family movie night thing kicked full gear. You know that, that's an that's an every week thing. Yeah, you know, that's. We're right around the corner from Christmas season. We're gonna have a family movie and I Christmas movies every fucking week. I mean, there's just uh there's different things that I've done and introduced into our lives that it, it it's fulfilling. You know, there's there's things that they'll look back on and go like, Well this this time wasn't great because of this, but then you know, we had this. And I look back at my childhood and I always try to improve on whatever I had. And, um, yeah, I had a pretty shitty childhood and, you know, I, I just try to build off of that and make sure some of the things that stick out as negatives, the most to me, aren't something that I carry on into my job, my kid's childhood, you know? So it is what it is, you know, nobody's fucking perfect, but I'm very well aware of the things around me, which brings me back to what I was talking about at the very beginning of this podcast is I'm so well aware of the actions and, and things that I do that I analyze on top of analyze on top of analyze the way this goes, the way that goes. And, um, I'm, I'm comfortable with all the things I'm doing right now. And, uh, you know, again, you got to keep your head together because if you lose your control, you surely can't help anybody else keep control. So as hard as it is, you have to find some kind of balance and you got to find uh, a place of peace and comfort and, you know, just find happiness in life one way or another within your regular life. You know, you, you can't just, uh, you know, turn that shit off. You know? And that's a difference in, you know, the way I was handling things for, uh, you know, with my alcoholism. When I was up to that shit, it was more or less trying to disappear at a certain time. So the world around you just kind of shut off; it didn't exist anymore. Uh, what I'm doing now is helping me through the things that do exist, and and uh, making it that much easier to manage. Not shutting it off, not existing outside of it, but existing within it, and making it that much easier to do so. You know, what I mean, that it gives you a little bit of a wind down, a different gear, gives you something, and again. I, I can only speak for what works for me because I've seen things go in another direction for other people. So, um, I can only go off of my own experience, figure out what works best for me and build off of that. And when I learn things don't work for me, I learn to get away from them. I, I figure out a way to get off of that. I, and, um, you know, that's, that's how I got off of, you know, the alcoholism and all of that is I saw it as an issue to me, which I did for a while. But I had to make that decision to get away from it. It just—it just had to be. It was—it was time. It—it it wasn't working for a long time. So, you know, keep in mind if it, you know, just in case anybody has any kind of uh, concern or whatever with any of the things I told you tonight, like, understand that i i am very well aware of when things become a problem for me, and it's nowhere near in that world. And uh, you know, again. I'm enjoying. Everybody do your own thing. And uh, I know some people can handle some things. Some people can't. I I couldn't handle alcohol. Alcohol got way out of control for me. And uh, it just wasn't something I was able to manage. You know. It was fun on the light end of it. But shit got dark and heavy really fast. And I just didn't have a volume control on that. So. That that had to end. Permanently. You know. Uh, So. You know. It is what it is. Uh, I think I'll just wrap it up at that. And uh, talk to you motherfuckers later. Peace. 18 plus.